Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, boys. Good morning. Good morning. So I downloaded that that Brittany Elton John um, Tiny Dancer Redux. It's called Hold Me Closer. And I had a quick listen. I listened to like 30 seconds. Okay. Um, I tweeted about it. I think it was on the weekend when I saw a story. And, and I, I just sort of said, does anybody care about this? Because for some reason, I'm mildly intrigued about the idea of those two working together to redo one of Elton John's classics, Tiny Dancer. I, I've seen people excited about it, and it's worked for Elton John recently. Yeah. Like he reworked one of his songs with, I think it was Dua Lipa or something, and number one song in the world. Like, So yeah. he's gotten success from that, and it's Britney Spears' first song since her conservatorship ended. Oh, okay. So okay. There are a lot of people are interested in it. So... Anyway, I mean, if you drive up to me on the white mud and and you and my windows are down and you hear yeah. me listening to, um, you know, music, it's probably not going to be Elton John. It's definitely not going to be Britney Spears. But I was like, why am I intrigued by the, by the possibility of this? Right. So, you know what? We'll deal with that out of the gates. Right? Yeah. Let's just, we'll do it after six o'clock. We'll do the news and then I'll play a little snippet of it. And mm-hmm. We'll have a discussion about whether or not we like it or whether it was worth it. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Not sure if there's a reason behind this collaboration, but uh, who cares? Why does everything have to have a reason? There's no reason. There's no reason. It's just Britney Spears is in the news. Elton John's looking to make money. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. went for it. So they took... Hold me, uh, they, hold me closer is a line from Tiny yeah. Dancer. So they've reworked that, and this is out today. We'll probably do like a video for it. I didn't see the video. I just saw the song with like lyrics on it. It's got the exact same feel as Cold Heart. Which what's, was what's a remake. That was the Elton John remixed one with Dua Lipa. Oh, so that oh, one had elements of Rocket Man. This is a little more techno than I thought it would be. Kind of disappointed, actually. Grant? It's kind of what I expected. It's all auto-tuned. Thank you. 
I can play Cold Heart for you now if you want to hear it. Oh, can you? Okay. All right. Just throw some sound on me. Oh, it's the same thing. Exact same thing, yeah. Jesus, it's the same thing. Yeah. When things go wrong. And this is the one with Doolittle do is four Elton John songs. All remixed. All remixed. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, that's what I got. What I you say do a loopy? Do a loopy? I don't know what her name is. <laughs> Locker room topic of the day. I got to be honest with you. I don't even know what the hell we're doing. Um, I guess I should have looked at it before I let that thing fire. Property. Um, we were talking oh, about. Uh, that's right. Where vacation would you like home? Yeah. Where would you like a vacation home? This is on the heels of Grant and his new bride Mac purchasing some property in Saskatchewan. Yeah. You guys bought um, some lake property. Yeah, we just bought a, a a lot right now. In the future, we're gonna put something on it. Um, for the meantime, like we might just move a, tr- a camper onto it, an old camper for for a summer. You know what I mean? Um, so it's in Blaine Lake, Blaine Saskatchewan. Lake. Uh, we were looking for somewhere that's kind of, it's four hours away, so you can go there for a Blaine. weekend. Is it B-L-A-I-N-E? Yeah, it's north of um, Saskatchewan. Um, it's, they call it the gateway to the lakes, so it's lake country. There's all sorts of fishing and swimming and, and everything else, golfing. And, oh, nice. Um, four hours is not bad, dude. No, like I say, it's, it's halfway from here to my parents' place. Yeah, um, that which is what we wanted somewhere like that. You can go four hours for a weekend; it's not a big deal. No, you can leave. Drive. You can leave after the show after on the Friday. Show on a Friday, be back get Sunday. Get there, afternoon. set up. Yeah, have like get a campfire going and 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 have a decent weekend, even if it's not a long weekend. Right? And we both wanted to be around water when we're on vacation. We spent some time in Kenora over the summer. Max oh my family there, yeah. and just being around all the lakes and swimming and fishing and. That's obviously too far, but yeah. So, where? How close are you to that asshole? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a huge town, right? No, it's about like, five hundred people. Because asso is like the 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 highlight of the. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's good it's for you guys. Literally the size of my hometown, five hundred people live that, there. That's awesome. Yeah, there you go. Um, and it wasn't too too pricey. No, not bad at all. all and right. we're looking at like. Doing one of the prefab cabins in the future, where you just That's move awesome. them in. You know what I mean. So they build them in a in a separate lo- location, yeah. and then you put them on a truck and and move them they there. Just and, move them right in, and, and then slap them on the lot. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome, guys. Good for yeah. you. Um, so yeah, that's the topic this morning. Seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. The nice thing about Saskatchewan lakes too, and I don't want to crap on Alberta lakes, but you can actually swim in the Saskatchewan lakes. They're clean. They're, yeah, yeah, they're cleaner. I guess is yeah. the better way of putting it. Um, so there you go. Grant's got some vacation property. Where would you buy your vacation property? The locker room topic of the day. Where would you buy a vacation home? Or maybe you already have property. Let us know about that as well. Um, I'll get mine out of the way, and then we'll get a couple of texts okay. in, Grant. Kicking Horse Mountain Resort. It's it's not far from Golden. It's a ski resort. I would love to have a place on a ski hill, and mm-hmm. I've heard really good things about that place. And the, the thing about that is it's not like a... It's not like a Jasper or a Banff. Yeah. It doesn't have that kind of pedigree right now, so you could probably get in. Can you imagine trying to buy a place in Canmore or Banff? <laughs> yeah, you'd have to have a, a couple of pennies. Yeah. Anyway. 
Um, coming in was uh, well. Dustin said he would wish to buy anywhere in BC, but more likely he'll end up buying a place in Flinflon. Oh, oh, both Flin his brothers Flon. have cabins there. That's northern. <laughs> What's well, right on the border of Saskatchewan and Manitoba, like half the town, kind of like Lloydminster situation. My, my uncle lived in Cranberry Portage, which is not far from there. Oh, Flinflon. Yeah, my, I remember, my I remember first radio job of- was in the Paw, which was close to Flin Flon. Okay, all right. That's home. Uh, Flin Flon is the home of Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark. That's yeah. Yeah, you looked it up <laughs> just before we went on. We yeah. were trying to remember who was the old flyer. Uh, yes. Okay. One more. Um, uh, Kane. He said Caslow, BC, is where he would buy a vacation home. Small town, mountains, beautiful lake. Hippie. <laughs> Commune. <laughs> Kane has living, a, in a, living in a TB. I can see Kane in, in a tent year yeah. round. Yeah. The locker room topic of the day. Where would you buy a vacation home property? Uh, Hagrid. He said, my dad passed away last year, so I now co-own a vacation home with my sister in Belize. <laughs> oh, get out of here. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Central yeah. America. Jimmy, where's yours? Um. It's a small island in Ontario. It's Prince Edward County. It's like uh, there's a bunch. Uh, Picton, Ontario. I lived there for about a year when I was with the basketball team. And like the town itself has a population of about 2,000 people year, uh, most of the year round, except in the summer. There's about, it kind of explodes. 20. Yeah. And like there's cabins and there's like li- like beautiful beaches. That's a long bus ride for your vacations. I'd fly. <laughs> A lot of time in the Greyhound bu- uh, bathroom. Yeah, oh, that's uh, that's where I. F- that's that's where at I least took- two days pound <laughs> off express. No, it was actually three because that's where I had to take the bus from when I didn't have ID. The locker room topic of the day. I just had to chat with Army Chris, who is a uh, w- well, we affectionately refer to him as a unpaid cruise employee. Mm-hmm. Army Chris. We've talked about him multiple times on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a friend of ours and. And um, he lives on the north end of town. And his buddy Dave, the two of them are kind of inseparable. Mm-hmm. If if you see Army Chris, there is a 50-50 chance that Dave's in tow. Dave's around somewhere. Yes. Sometimes he disappears for a while, but then he'll always emerge. He's always He always comes back. Anyway, we all love Dave. And mm-hmm. Dave, like I said, just recently moved in with Army Chris. And the plan is they're going to save as much money as they can here in the next little while. Yeah, be roommates. And they've got uh, they got plan- plans to move, and this ties into our topic. They're moving somewhere in Mexico. Um, and they, they bought the property. They bought the property. Now they're yeah. building on it. So the plan is to build a place that's big enough to house them and then possibly have like an Airbnb as well yeah. so that people can come down and, and, and stay. And that's how they're going to sort of support themselves in retirement, right? Mm-hmm. And buy beer. And um, it was funny because I was over at, at, uh, at Army Chris's place and we were chatting and both Army Chris and Dave were there. And I said... You know what's going to happen, you two losers, is you guys are going to end up with all your buddies coming down, and you're never going to make any money on the Airbnb. Not booking on the Airbnb, yeah. And uh, and Army Chris is like, no way, man. That's that, that's crap. <laughs> We're charging people. And I went, okay, that I makes sense. I know both of them well enough to know that they're not going to charge yeah, people. If, <laughs> if, if, a buddy, if a buddy said, hey, I need a place to stay, okay, well, he wouldn't even say no. That's he part wouldn't of the, even think about it. That's part of the story. 
So um, Chris gets up to go to the the house to get a beer, and he leans in and he goes, "If you're ever coming down, just talk to me, because <laughs> Army Chris will charge you, but I won't." Dave said he won't. Dave, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, just say, make sure you put the booking through me. The locker room topic of the day: vacation homes, property. Where are you buying? Uh, Ryan, you know, a lot of people want to buy in BC. Obviously, he would buy a place in Kimberly, Kimberly's BC. Nice, right? Quiet has skiing in the winter, mountain biking in the summer. Um, fishing, kayaking. He said another two years of saving, and we will be able to buy something. Nice, mm-hmm. good for you. Is that the Ryan that's that's got the 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 jet car? No, uh, no. Different, a, different different Ryan. Yeah, like Ryan doesn't have money for a vacation home. <laughs> He'd have to sell <laughs> all his, his money's car. in his jet car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got one more, and then we'll wrap up. Christy wants to buy a place in Canmore. Canmore's yeah. beautiful. I, I get that. Can't go wrong with Canmore. You can't go wrong with that. I I wonder though, is it is it out of reach? It's so uh, expensive. Yeah, I was gonna say, can you even buy places in Canmore? Yeah. Like, the nice thing about like a vacation home near a ski hill is like if you if you're into the outdoors, mm-hmm. you get the, the winter thing, right? Right? The ski hill, obviously. Um, Jasper, you can't really buy in Jasper because of the the regulations. The town has kind of got it's all locked down. But yeah. And you got a situation where in the summer, it's just as nice in the summer. Yeah. Right? That's why I like the Kimberly angle there from Ryan. I'm looking at real estate in Canmore and everything's about a million dollars. It's crazy. It's so <laughs> Well, it, it's also because it's like literally a stone's throw from Calgary, right? Yeah. It's an hour and a half, I think, drive from most spots in, in Calgary. That's why Canmore's out of hand. The City of Edmonton is committed to its ongoing effort to keep you informed on your mosquito abatement program progress. While some may see the introduction of a new species of disease-carrying mosquito as a complete and utter failure in the program, we now will welcome the opportunity to house our new little friends as a free food source for all the bats we're buying. This is a cost savings win for taxpayers. Program officials, in partnership with Edmonton's 311 Mosquito Reporting System, have narrowed down the source of the new species to a stagnant Mr. Turtle Pool on Terry from Clairview's front lawn. Bylaw officers have issued firm warnings to have this source eliminated, or they may be forced to issue another stern, firm warning. We want to reassure Edmontonians this was entirely your fault and completely preventable and would not have occurred if our hands-off instructions were followed properly. We're counting on you, Edmonton. You're all in this together. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. All right. This story makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Obsessively watching the news can make you mentally and physically sick. It can actually make you sick. That's why I never get sick. That might be something. There might be something to that. Well, and my are we just going to glaze over the mental part? Well, I was also going to say you <laughs> you limp around here quite often, so you do get sick physically. No, I have joint issues. Yeah. No. Listen, all kidding aside, this is um something that they've they've spent more time investigating. So it makes sense. It does make sense, and it makes sense based on what like I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I have literally there have been there have been weeks where I'm like I got to I got to stop watching the news. Yeah, you've come in here some days and been like I have to stop watching the news because I, I'm I so worked up at nights. And I'm so stressed and like... Yeah. Yeah. If I see one more press conference with Justin Trudeau, I'm going to snap. <laughs> well, or, what makes people or, sick is stress. Yes. Right? And so if you're watching the news and you're getting stressed watching it, obviously or during, your body's uh, going to break down. During all the COVID stuff or even with... Uh, 
uh, Trudeau, uh, not Trudeau, the other one, Trump. Yeah, yeah. The Trump stuff is is particularly bad, and there, this is something that's happening in the states a lot, and you get addicted to it. And there's mm-hmm. a 24 hour cycle. There's it's multiple constant. channels on TV where you can go and you can watch new. Not only that, it's in your hand. Yeah. 24-7, Everywhere you got this you thing. Go, you're getting notifications. I remember I, t- I put my notifications on because um, it gave, like it suggested, it popped up one day and I had a weak moment where I was like, you should turn your notifications on. And then all of a sudden my phone was like, boop, yeah. And every time I would reach for it, right? I'd have to shut the... I, and then finally, I'm just like, I can't do this. Yeah, I, I can't turn have, this off. I can't have notification. I thought, you know, you're in the media. Maybe you should have notifications set up so that if something big happens, you get notified. I can't mm-hmm. do it. Honestly, it'll kill me. Um, they said one in six people have a severely problematic news addiction. They become so immersed and personally invested in news and current events that it dominates their thoughts, disrupts their time with family and friends, makes it difficult to focus, and contributes to restlessness and an inability to sleep. And I would argue, too, this isn't just mainstream news. Because I know people that are like, the news is the devil and all this, but they'll watch... 14 hours of YouTube videos, which is essentially a news story just someone else is creating it. Yeah, yeah. And they're so fully immersed in that that it's disrupting their life. Well, that's that's a whole other like, conversation, too, about going down that, that path, yeah, right? But I would say it's the same effect. It Absolutely. Yeah. 100% it is. Online news, phone news, TV news. Wherever, whatever you're watching or getting it from, if you're that up on current events and you're... Yeah. Yeah. At some point, we're going to be transitioning into new careers, like mm-hmm. the locker room. Oh, and, yeah. and it's going to take some time. Get your insurance here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to probably... Pole dancing classes for me. We're probably going to be pulled into an office at some point and asked to, to leave. And um, I honestly, I swear to God, and people think I'm kidding when I, when I bring this up. Jimmy will be on the road doing like seminars and teaching people to disconnect from reality. Because yeah. out of the, out of, in this room, Grant, you're not, you're not addicted to the I news. I follow it though. You like do I'm follow it. I'm on Twitter it. looking at what's going on. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm the one that gets obsessive about it. Like mm-hmm. I'm the one, if there's a big story, it's all I, as right. soon as I get out of my car, I walk into the house, I start making w- my Watching life, it on I'll TV. Put, I, the first thing I do is I put the damn TV on right away so I can keep updated on, on any update. And right. nothing ever happens. <laughs> That's the <laughs> too. Is, and you spend time yelling at the TV oh, because. I'm yelling uh, at the TV. But they said that was one of the things that, um is a problem is it makes you feel powerless too. Yeah. When you're watching Putin invade Ukraine. Yeah. And you're like, there's nothing I can do about this. At the first beginning of that, that I was watching that endlessly as well. Yeah. That coverage, right? Because the, the pictures and stuff are fascinating. As you know, we've never been through anything like that. So they're dropping people into these war zones mm-hmm. and they're reporting back. It's crazy. It's the, crazy. The yeah. yeah. Jimmy is uh, by far the best person I've ever met at not letting that stuff affect. And it's probably a good thing because I know what you squirrel on. I can't imagine if you were addicted to news. Oh yeah. Like you would be, yeah, you'd go deep. You would go deep. Yeah, because little things will bug you. Like stuff keeps you up at night. That that's why he won't get a new shunt because the new ones just automatically upload into your brain. Constant, all the current events and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. 
They're Bluetooth. not electronic. They don't. Uh, I looked it up. There's no Bluetooth. <laughs> no, there no, is. There is. So you can play music on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have a speaker. <laughs> yeah. The only problem with the with the Bluetooth one is to hear the music properly. He has to have his mouth open. Yeah, all the time. that is an issue. <laughs> Locker Room presents the Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now. Brent Johnson. A lot of people might not realize it. I mean, to be honest, this one even slipped by me at first. But going on right now in Alberta is a massive event. It's all a part of our second best summer ever. Um, Tabor Corn Fest, sponsored by The Locker Room, is Southern Alberta's third or fourth largest corn-themed festival. And it's on right now. Yeah. You know, not only is it a busy week for White Farms with their corn maze and everything else, but it's also a busy week for White Plumbers. Uh, because do you know what happens to the plumbing in Tabor when you get a couple thousand people eating nothing but corn for an entire week? It's not good. An entire week of corn parades, cornhole tournaments, corn eating contests, and other corn-themed activities. It's fun for the entire family. Events like this always bring out the celebrities too, right? A lot of celebrities go to Tabor for Corn Fest. Tomorrow afternoon, the cast of Children of the Corn will be signing autographs. <laughs> and then Sunday night, the band Corn will be playing a set where they actually just play covers of Tabor's favorite son, Corblund. A bunch of politicians are there as well for Corn Fest, including a corn cob breakfast hosted by the ghost of Preston Manning. Do not miss your chance. To have some okay corn at this year's Tabor Corn Fest brought to you by The Locker Room. The Grant Report is brought to you by our new shirt on our merch page. Welcome to Edmonton. Sorry about your catalytic converter. Buy it today by clicking the link on our social media. You're in The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross. Grant Johnson and James White, 95.7 Cruise FM. With various stages of legalization with drugs, we're going to start to see more and more studies, open studies about, you know, the impact of of marijuana, the impact of psychedelics, that kind of thing. Um, This one's interesting because I think most people had the sense that this was that Philocybin, Philocybin, I'm saying that, right? That um, it does actually have some medical benefits. Mm-hmm. I think if you talk to anybody, they they t- they talk about that. A proponent of it, anyway. Um, they talk about um, how it can it can help in certain situations. Is it for therapies, yes, PTSD, um, all sorts of things. Now, I know people with with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. issues that microdose, right? Um, shrooms uh, can help you with that. There's a study out now that psilocybin... Psilocybin. Psilocybin? Yeah. Psilocybin is also impacting people with he- like heavy drinkers mm-hmm. to quit drinking. And and the one thing that I know about is, because he, he's been very vocal about his ayahuasca experience, was Ron White. Mm-hmm. I think most people know who Ron White is, right? The Texas comedian? The, the, the uh, that... blue-collar comedy tour, wasn't he on that? Yeah. Ron White? Yeah, mm-hmm. he Rough was voice. part of the... 
Who's the guy that does the, you know you're a redneck if? Jeff Foxworthy yeah. and Larry the Cable Guy. I think he was... Get her done. I think that was sort of the thing that broke him, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Um, anyway, uh, Ron White is quite famous in the comic circles because he's sort of like the, the comic everybody looked up to. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple years ago, he did this ayahuasca trip. And um, claims that it it helped him quit. To, it helped him get sober. Yeah, he is a heavy drinker. I mean, like he has his heavy. own tequila and everything. And he is sober now. Um, and he's talking about about using ayahuasca to do that. I heard him talking about it on the the Two Bears One Cave, mm-hmm. Tom Segura and Bert uh, Kreischer podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, he he got into it pretty good there. Um, I believe it. I believe I believe like magic mushrooms would help people. Quit drinking. I know even if we're having a night and we have a little magic mushroom, um, I basically stop drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you just, you kind of don't need it. You're like, I don't need that. Like, I don't really want that right now. Okay. Yeah. You just kind of get in a happy zone. And and they also did say in this study, psilocybin combined with therapy. You need to, yeah, you, just, you need some help as well. Don't just start taking fistfuls on Friday nights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they did say combined with therapy will help you. Um, but yeah, it's one way. I think there's something there. I'm not, I don't know if I would do it. I'm not there yet. Like, you don't know that you would quit drinking? No, well, no, I'm not. I'm not quitting. <laughs> there's, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing mushrooms or mm. or ayahuasca. Yeah. It's one of those things until you try I go, it, I, you have a different... I go back and forth. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like you just... Until you try it, you don't know what it is. It's unknown, right? Yeah. People think that like, oh, you're going to start seeing things in the room. And, and so it's just, it's all experience. Well, Ozzy, that story came out. <laughs> that was awesome. Spent an hour talking to horse. That was acid. So he quit doing acid. Said see, he'll, never do, he'll never do acid again because he spent an hour talking to a horse. See, I I had a bad trip. I did. And it sounds funny to say it, but when I was like 21 years of age, I, I took acid on my way into Lollapalooza. And mm-hmm. the whole time I was just like, I want this to stop. I I don't want this to keep going. Yeah. And, and it just was not for me. And uh, see, I've never done acid and I never would. And I have this idea of acid in my mind where it's like fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. My, <laughs> yeah. Well, but I don't think I would ever do any of those things. Well, you said that about pot. Yeah, now you're hard on the pot. No. <laughs> yeah, not. I'm so hard on the pot. He did I've it once it. like five years ago. And, and I did an edible once. Last year. Yeah. yeah. When was the first time you smoked? I did, Was that one of Yukon's? It was that one of Yukon's thing. I I puffed on a joint or something for for like one puff and choked on it for about half an hour. Did you get stoned that night? I was drunk to start with, so it's sort of so hard you weren't, to tell. you weren't sure. And so, then and then the next time was... Was it your was garage it, or was it in Jamaica? I think it was... No, I think the second time was was when it was legalized when we did it in your garage. And then the yeah. third was in Jamaica. Was it was a Jamaican trip down to Sandals. Yeah. When when I got stopped uh, stopped by the drug sniffing dogs because my laundry sucked. <laughs> see, <laughs> was, and see when you were, you know, running K 
camps and stuff in Tabor, you probably told yourself, I'll never drink. I would never do that. Running camps. You were a youth pastor. Yeah, you, you oh, said you were okay. like a camp counselor and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, like 100 years ago. But you probably at that time were like, I would never touch that stuff. Alcohol your, is from your, the devil. Your dad made no. you go for a beer when you were like No, he didn't like, make 19, me go for a beer. Right? <laughs> uh, no, I'd, get like, in the truck, even son. When, <laughs> we're going to the Rippers. We're going to kill the gonna, deer. No, then we're even, going to the strippers. Even when I was, even when I was doing the... the Bible camps and, and stuff on the weekends. And you're not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> but I sometimes, but I sometimes would go would drink too, even though I was doing that stuff. I wasn't that much of a goody goody. I did drink, but I just I would said never I would never do to drugs. Excess. Yeah. So, what was the turning point for the weed? So many of my friends that like because. Uh, was I it knew so pressure? many people because they because everybody kept because I used to get conflicting stories. Like I'd hear from some people, "Oh, it, it you know it makes you dumb. You, you you don't know anything." And then other people, "Oh no, it's great." And like you know, and so I wanted my own opinion. Okay, so you don't want your own opinion of like a mushroom. No, see, I'm I I, I kind of understand where he's see, coming I think, from. Yeah, I think you guys have like. This idea that it's gonna make you jump off a building, or no, not no. quite that. But it's just I've seen people on that. Like I've witnessed people on mushrooms or other to. things, and they're doing really weird things, and you can't understand what they're saying. Like, or see, just I've, like I've, talking to a like, horse. See, I've like, never seen that like for I, mushrooms. Really, I had usually s- when I see people on mushrooms, they're laughing. They're just no, there giggling. Was, there was some guy. It, and it, I didn't even know him. I was at I was at like a music festival or something, and one of his friends said he was on mushrooms and he was chasing me around trying to catch the leprechaun. He could probably do that sober though. <laughs> was he laughing though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he was serious. Like he was chasing. He was chasing me. I had to t- see. That sounds more like an acid thing. <laughs> yeah, that might have been something else yeah. too, right? A lot of times you take one thing and you end up getting a little something else as well. But I, yeah. For me, that's a good point. Were you dressed as a leprechaun? Because <laughs> oftentimes you are. No, I was wearing I was I was wearing jeans and no shirt and a cowboy hat. <laughs> For me, I bet I could be convinced to do it if it was the right setting. Yeah, it's got to be the right setting. If if somebody said, "Okay, here's what we got a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do it here. We're you know they put it on a scale so you know exactly how much you're taking." Yeah, yeah, that's the other problem I have is that I've known people, I've had friends that have done this stuff, and and they they speak highly of it, but they're also the ones that go, well, "It's just it's not worth it unless you don't if unless you do six grams." And yeah, when like, you talk about oh. a ten milligram edible. That's nothing. Yeah. I did 300. Yeah. Like, yeah. I ate 300. You yeah. wimp. <laughs> You're such a loser. Yeah. Like, so you'd have to have somebody that you can trust yeah. to and a controlled environment because I, I am worried based on the fact that I had a bad experience. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous about going into it yeah. that I won't. It won't be a fun thing. It'll be a when is this going to stop? Mm-hmm. I need this out of my system immediately. I got to admit, though, if Jimmy decided it, like if Jimmy turned a corner on it and said, all right, we're going to do this, I might, 
I might try it if he was going to try it. That, and that's not me saying, I'll do it if you do it. It's not. But if you said to me one day we were going to do something and was sold tickets for it or whatever, or some light show, Pink Floyd light show or something, and we were <laughs> yeah, all going, I, I would probably convince myself that well, I... Roger I, Waters I, is coming to town pretty soon. I, I kind of... I don't know if a concert's <laughs> what I want to do again. I kind of get what you what you mean what you mean with that because you know because we're both adamant on not doing it and if I gave it a whirl, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if I would try it if you did, but I wouldn't reciprocate. But if you were if you said all right, I'll do this, I would probably join you. I would probably because I've had a number of people ask me, "Oh, you should try it. It's great. Maybe it'll help with my childhood trauma." <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the start of some event either, by the way, because now I know what's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to go to a text line, and we're going to have 40 people that want to do mushrooms with and, Jimmy. Yeah. And, and yeah. buy tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see the new trailer? It dropped a couple of days ago for the Lord of the Rings series. I, I saw it was out. I didn't watch it yet, no. I watched it last night. Lord of the Rings, the Ring of Power? Yeah. I watched it, and I realized I'm a nerd. Just watching it and knowing... Where where they are in in the world in the world of uh, Moria, like the whole. Like, oh, really? Okay. Whether, whether yeah. they're in the mines or they're in the village. Or- See, this is the one thing that I was a nerd about when I was a kid. Lord I, of the Rings. I read those books, and when the movies came out, I was very excited about the movies, and I'll be all over this. I read a story, Amazon. Is basically saying because they spent a, a billion dollars to make this series, which starts on September second, and the, basically what they were saying was that if this does not recruit prime members, mm-hmm. that it will be considered a major fail. If they don't get more members subscribing, subscribing, and, this has well, to would, be the with highest. That much money, yeah. Yeah, they're saying it has to be the highest performing thing Amazon has ever done, or it's just it's a total bust. Mm. It's kind of a lot of pressure, eh? <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah. Just a touch of pressure, yeah. But I think they could do it. Like, uh, seeing the trailer and, you know, knowing how popular the movies were and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And from what I saw of the trailers, it looks like it's sticking to the the formula that they had for the movies. So, why wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree the, with you. The I'm, only way, though, is if it was totally blocked from pirating. Because you still are going to have a lot of people pirating. Uh, like, st- I don't think that many people pirate stuff anymore. With streaming being so accessible, and so many, right. so many people don't even realize they have a Prime membership. Because they buy stuff on Amazon, and they don't realize their membership gives them streaming on TV, yeah. music, I you get Amazon music. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. And so yeah. I don't think pirating is as big of a conversation anymore. This series, I would actually I would pay for Prime for this. See, the, the thing for me about this series is... I'm going to watch this because I love these books. I love this this franchise. I would definitely buy a Prime membership if I already didn't have one. To and I would it. be watching this. I'd be going out of my way to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um but it also may not like like Game of Thrones, for instance, is a good comparison, right? Yeah, Game of Thrones got thrown out there, 
and it became huge. So that became over time, it built mm-hmm. up momentum. It's still doing that. Yeah, I was talking to a guy the other day. He he was talking about. He goes, "Oh, are you watching that that House of Dragons?" And I went, "Yeah, I I, I watched the first episode." He goes, "Yeah, I never watched Game of Thrones, but this House of Dragons seems interesting." And I'm like, "People what? Did, people did that with Better Call Saul. <laughs> never Where seen they, Breaking Bad. That, but they watch Better, Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think a lot of times what ends up happening is it just becomes too daunting to go back to the beginning of something that you didn't start. Right. Like if you're five years behind, I'm like, I'm not going to bother. So you're just going to start with the new thing. But and- this is something new. I can watch this. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting, though. Like the, the point I was trying to make was, is there enough hype about this right now to suck people in out of the gates? Is this going to be what everybody's watching? Because when House of Dragons debuted on Sunday... Everybody and their dog was watching they that. They crashed Crave. Yeah. Everyone watched it. I watched it last night. What did you think? I thought it was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed I'm, it. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm full. It took me back to like the early days of Game of Thrones, not yes. the last couple seasons. Anyway, that's September 2nd. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, um, well, what what night of the week is that? they two episodes out. So At the beginning? Yeah. At the front end? September 2nd would be the Friday, right? Uh, yeah, yes. because the third. So that's... a Jeez, that's a week away. Yep, one week from today. Damn, I have too much TV to watch now. <laughs> Don't ever go up to the drive-thru, okay? Always walk up to the counter. You know what? Okay, okay, okay. Love this okay. clip. They f*** you at the drive-thru, okay? <laughs> they f*** you at the drive-thru. They know you're going to be miles away before you find out you got f***ed, okay? They know you're not going to turn around and go back, so they don't care. <sighs> Trucker Brian called us. Mm-hmm. And he's like, lock. This this." He's a huge hog. It explains everything. Pete Davidson. And, and you know what? I, I, I get that. I understand. Okay. If you're trying yeah. to explain why all these ladies yeah, want to yeah, be yeah, with them, yeah. it's and easy even to then, be like. Even that. Come on. Yeah. Like, it's just an easy explanation, but there's more to it. I'm trying I'm trying to not be annoyed by the kid. Right? Because <laughs> He's clearly, just living his life. He's it's, just living his life. It's not his fault. He keeps saying. Yeah. I hear he's nice. Like, I'm hearing he's not a bad dude. I think that's part of why people want to work with him. Is he seems kind of down to earth, nice. So I'm not wrong. He has questionable talent. Yeah, he's got an average talent. He's not. He's not particularly funny. He's a comic, and I'm mm-hmm. sure there's an audience for that. It's not my cup of tea. I've seen it. I've given it a try. Mm-hmm. It's okay. He he made me laugh once or twice, but it was generally when he was talking about his own pain. Yeah. On Saturday Night Live, when he popped into the Weekend Update, I didn't hate that. I mean, those were funny bits. They were mm-hmm. good bits. His involvement in the show with the sketches was god-awful. He was not good in those. You can't mm-hmm. tell me that, that his contribution to the skits on Saturday Night Live was... It wasn't amazing. He was no, no Will Ferrell. No! Jason not, Sudeikis. Not like, at all. So he's he's having success with the females. Okay, fine. He's kind of a dopey looking, you know, boy next door thing. I don't know what's going on there. Whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. A hundred I've had a hundred people try to explain to me why. Right? So his continued success shouldn't bother me, but it does. <laughs> it's it's annoying. So the the latest update is so he has this show Bupkiss coming out. Um, it's a it's a comedy based like fictionalized version of his life is what they're saying. Yeah. Um, and coming out of retirement to play his grandfather is Joe Pesci. 
Well, Edie Falco just signed down. Edie, Edie Falco is, is one of the is most respected actresses in Sopranos. in the business. Yeah. Like, how does well, this... Joe, Joe Pesci has been retired for how long? He doesn't do acting jobs. But he, even he was like, I will come out of retirement to be in a Pete Davidson TV show. What's going on? <laughs> no. Again, I've tried. I've, I've tried to just settle in. I've tried to go, okay, just relax. Who cares? Mm-hmm. The kids you need, 20, you need to try whatever. harder. You need to look within yourself. But then this stuff comes out. Like, why is Joe Pesci like, how coming out of retirement to go work on this stupid TV show? Maybe it's going to be really good. Maybe he read the script and he was like, this is just as good as Goodfellas. <laughs> now you're just trying to annoy me. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Okay, we're going to squeeze in a quick chat with Victor Kui. He's the president of the Edmonton Elks. We wanted to do this and uh, we always chat with him on week the weeks with the home games. Mm-hmm. So we got him on Zoom and um, I, I just want to thank you for j- jumping on and doing this with us. Um, the, the, the thing that I wanted to touch on first is that we got a bit of momentum right now. Do you think the team is feeling that? Do you think the boys, or are they like, ah, oh, well, we beat Ottawa? You know, that's. I just came from um, uh, the team meeting this morning, and I and I spoke to the entire team. And this is the thing about building a winning team: whether you win or lose, you go back to work and you try and get better that 1% every day. And so that's the mindset that the coaching staff is in. That's the mindset that that the team is in, that it's like another game. This one is great to have that momentum. It's behind us, but they're not looking at it with arrogance. They're looking at it like we need this win. And so uh, it's great. The energy in there is fantastic. We finally have a really healthy roster, you know, of of what we wanted on our, on our, on our OL. So it's, it's looking good. Yeah, maybe get that first win at home in a, in a long time tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, we need one at home. Five yeah. o'clock kickoff, so it's a, kind of an earlier one, too, for Saturday. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, um, not football, but what you were doing before football, because I'm a fight fan. Are you going to be watching the Demetrius Johnson fight tonight? In your yeah, old- well, what's great is, you know, it, it's amazing. Like, I mean, in 2011, when, when we launched one championship, I didn't dream that we're going to be on Amazon Prime. Like tonight is our debut on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So um, with Demetrius Johnson fighting, it's it's going to be great. It's, it's it's exciting. Yeah, we didn't get to see when he was in the UFC. When he was in the UFC, he was supposed to headline a fight here in Edmonton, and then his opponent his opponent had to pull out last minute, so we didn't get to yeah, see him fight. It was a weight but, issue, wasn't there something? I think so. Yeah. 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 Is it true? He was still in town, though. He came. He came to town. He was watching the fight. Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. true? You, um, you're a black belt, Victor. Well, I wear black belts on my pants. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, my wife and I are both black belts in Taekwondo. But get out of here. Taekwondo, you know, is about as useful in a real fight as salsa dancing. So, <laughs> uh, I, I studied. Uh, Taekwondo as well, and I agree. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a good sport for kids. It's good athleticism and discipline, and it yeah. teaches you body fundamentals and all that kind of stuff. But it's not as practical when it comes to real fighting, in my opinion. 
Okay. Okay, uh, this week is Elks Fight Cancer Game, and how can the fans help with uh, this cause? Speaking of being a black belt, we're going to fight cancer, right? That's right. Nice, (laughs) nice, Grant. Get into that battle of cancer, of course. I mean, who cares? Just I, I want to swear, or put a swear, insert swear cancer in there because, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's such an emotional thing. But uh, uh, this is another cause that you, know, you guys have seen this trend since I, I took over here, that it's all about what can we do to make our community better? How do we partner with organizations and support their initiatives? So this is just another one of those examples. We, you know, we, a few, I think last month when we launched our Project 2 Million, Right, where we mm-hmm. give two million dollars in marketing value to, to twenty different charities in the city, and that's just been phenomenally received. And this is another one of those initiatives. There's a story up on uh, GoElks.com about John Ryan, the punter. He had a battle with cancer, so tonight's uh, oh, I didn't know that. special one for him as well. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's that's interesting. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the Elks annual dinner on September 26th. It's different this year. You guys, you guys are doing something that I'm surprised hasn't been done before, to be honest. Well, if you're like me, you've probably gone to one million chicken dinners at the expo this year already. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, so, well, how do we reinvent this? So we're doing the annual dinner right there on the awesome. field this year. And so imagine using that jumbotron. Imagine using that sound system and fans... When, when guests arrive, they're going to walk through the player's tunnel cool. with the smoke and the atmosphere and come out onto the field like a player. When the players are introduced, as they go sit at the guest tables, a highlight reel of them on the jungle tribe. <laughs> so that people know who these guys are, right? And we can recognize them and, and um, in, in, this, in the stadium because how many people get to be on the field? It's rare. It's a good idea. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, how do we get involved with that? Is that uh... You can, it's, well, all the proceeds of, uh, from this event are going to support amateur football, so it's our mm. annual fundraiser. You can buy the tickets on Ticketmaster, September 26th, and we're giving awards for the first time ever, recognizing all amateur football, you know, all the way from, from youth and flag football to the Bears, um, Wildcats and Huskies. You mentioned the tunnel. We should talk a little bit about the 50-50, the early bird draw, because on top of the cash now, you have been throwing in these nice little prizes incentive to get you tickets early. And we still actually have one for tomorrow night's game available. That's right. So all these early bird draws, I mean, they're the money can't buy experiences that, that, that we're doing. And whether it's run out of the tunnel ahead of the players, the, um, the coin toss, uh, we're going to be like at the September 26th dinner, like we'll be auctioning things off, like ride with the team on the plane to an away game. Okay. So just really cool things that we haven't done before. Do you get to play poker with the players too in the back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get to join in a rap when we win, you know? There you go. That's we, fun. We back and after a win, the plane is just a party. party, party <laughs> there you plane. go. So you go to GoElks.com for both the, the tickets for the game as well for the 50-50. You're right. Thank you. Victor, thank you for your time today. We'll let you get back to your uh, business. We appreciate it when you uh, jump on with us every day, every week. 
See you guys on Saturday. All right, my friend. We'll see you in the running section. You've been listening to The Locker Room Podcast, your official MMA show. A midget, millennial, and an asshole. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.